Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So today we're going to talk about drugs. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> Do we need like some long like weigh in or like lead into the topic today? I don't think so. Let's just talk about drugs. Are we talking like ayahuasca drugs or like yeah. cocaine drugs? Well, like everything. Okay. okay, so we took a bit of a break this season. 25 episodes is a lot of episodes to record. And before I went away, if we had to make sure that 12 episodes got done. Even though I wasn't feeling well, etc. It was like hell or high water. Those 12 episodes have to be done. Why? Because the first half of the season is finished. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was it? What was the first? Because we, we didn't do that. Season eight, we did that. We explained what the season was about. The yeah, top. and there was we a did... little bit of a breakdown. The yeah. first blah, blah episode. And what, what's this, this one? So you could look at the first half of the season. Yeah, there was a breakdown within the first half. Yeah. But the first half of the season was, again, foundational stuff. Okay, so one to 12. Yeah. Okay. 13 is what, though? The middle, the middle episode? The bridge No, episode. so 13 to 24 is going to be the second half. And then 25 is kind of the finale bit, okay, the wrap fine. up. Okay, fine. Right? So the second half, and I can say this just because now, you know, I've, I've outlined a good portion of it, is how we really live in body and what that means being human. So the first half was about fate and magic. We're not doing that anymore. It's still going to be in there, but it's really, but this is going to be more of a practical, spiritual, like. Okay, so more my style. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully a lot of people's style. I have no idea. Okay, fine. Because I still don't know what comes out when we open our mouths. Okay, right? fine. There's one yeah. thing to have the outline. It's another thing when we get going. Yeah, fine. Yeah? Okay. I'm like, it is actually a little weird and sad when but, we talk about that. But it makes sense though, because, you know, we've spoken about it in previous seasons, how, you know, a lot of spirituality is kind of coming out of the human experience rather mm-hmm. than being in the human experience. And it's not about being spiritual beings having a human experience or humans having a spiritual experience. We're here to marry spirituality and humanity into one, which is effectively live our human lives whilst knowing we're divine. Yeah. Right? The thing is, is that that's always quite a tough pill to swallow mm-hmm. initially. Mm-hmm. And definitely I can say that from personal experience because in order to deal with the suffering from our lives... Mm-hmm. I've definitely taken out on my physical body because I've been in body, right? Yeah. And I didn't really realize that was even a connection until not that long ago mm. where I was like, all right, well, emotionally, I can be in a happy place. You know, mentally, I can, you know, think whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, spiritually, I can connect to blah, blah, meditate, blah, blah, right? Yeah. But my physical body is the one that experiences my physical life. And yeah. if my physical life didn't, if my physical body didn't exist, I wouldn't be here. No, it's just right, fact, right? Yeah. Like my physical body is how I interact in this world, right? It's how I live. Yeah. It's, it's our vehicle. That body. Yeah. It is our vehicle for this human experience. You cannot have a human experience without the physical body. No. Full stop. And while that sounds like a very obvious statement, when you are dealing with spirituality, when you are kind of that like in the higher consciousness space, You can easily forget about that. I mean, yes, higher consciousness means everything's aligned and all your bodies, including your physical. But there's often, especially among spiritual people, this sort of dismissiveness about the physical body, Mm. right? Like, yeah, 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 but it just does whatever. And it's just, you know. And I've done that before, for sure. But everybody does because we grow up. I mean, 
when it comes to our separation experience, right, which is what creates all the havoc in our lives, the physical body gets kicked down that road but for everything else. Yeah, that, but also I just feel like it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you'll hear mothers, for example, giving birth and being like, oh, fuck, the body is really cool. Or like when you learn about like our immune system. Yeah, but then you like you that. equally hit your body after I mean, you have after you give birth. And when I did this outline, I actually had, I felt a great deal of sorrow because there's a real lack of consciousness around how much we abuse our bodies for the sake of, like you said, for beauty, for mere survival even. But that's life on earth. As in, we cannot, again, have, we cannot live on earth without these human bodies. Yeah. And so part of higher consciousness, part of entering higher consciousness is respect for the body. Yeah. Right? Is to turn it around and say, okay, it has gotten me this far, thank God. And then to treat it with a lot more compassion, as in to be in step with the physical body and our needs. Yeah. Yeah? As opposed to just sort of abusing it and trying to make it and mold it to what we think it should be which by the way guaranteed the more i mean i don't know if anyone else is like me but the more i try and lose weight the more i put it on Mm. i don't know what it is it's like my body's like fuck you Mm. yeah (laughs) you know like well higher consciousness you cannot hold a negative ideal of any kind yeah right so again if if you're holding a negative view around something that belongs to you you actually have already you, you curate that separation and the mm. moment you're in separation, it all goes to pop. Yeah. Yeah. So what does one do in that situation? Compassion is you have to, it's, it's about having compassion for that thought mm. and where that thought comes from. Yeah. Right. Because it's a thought. Yeah. And that thought creates the feeling and that feeling is actually what does the damage. Yeah. The, the feeling is not real. The thought is an illusion. Right. So you can't outthink it. It's about creating a new feeling around it. Okay. That's how you do it. If you can't inject love, then you inject compassion. The reason why this is the first episode of the second half of season nine, we have to talk about the physical body. Okay. Because as we're talking about how we can be human in this sort of 5D way and all the ways in which we are meant to be human mm. after to all the after the conversation about fate and magic, which mm. is all the kind of spiritual ephemeral ethereal conversation okay which by the way the more we the more i think about it the more i think it's not very spiritual ethereal or ephemeral because it's more just like here's the roadmap are you like everything is possible for you yeah and off you go and actually a lot of the stuff that people term manifestation people term luck people term i just knew people term serendipity that's all fate yeah and actually destiny yeah yeah but then, and actually, you know, I was watching something. This is going to be a slight segue, but I actually found it really interesting. Down with your segues. Wow. So much of what we think mm-hmm. is outside of us is just our fate. Yeah. And I just found it fascinating because it's probably 90% is fate. And we just don't realize it. About 80%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just threw a number out. Yeah. Fine. We, we <laughs> go for accuracy. I'll tweak. <laughs> yeah. I'll tweak the number. But yeah. yeah. No, it is. It's Which huge. Which makes sense. And that's... But the thing is, is that 
we're also in physical body, right? Yeah. It's not like we're literally opening Google Maps and it's like, okay, next junction, we're going to have to decide if this is the man for me. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like, <laughs> we're not going to be able to, you know, we can't know also because there's so many different roads that are always overlapping. We probably wouldn't get very far anyway. No, we would but, just leave us in circles. So whilst it's great to have the theory and I can kind of see it in my mind's eye, I think actually the practical explanations of how do we live our lives? How yeah. do we go forward? Because actually as much as it's our choice to do everything and it Mm -hmm. is and in the last half of the season we discussed how we can fall you know beginning getting onto our fate it can be a bit tricky how at some points we need to do like super boosts because we kind of just stuck in a certain little area for a bit yeah you know we've we've talked about a lot of things but I'm not in my mind's eye I'm actually flesh and bones I'm on this earth plane I'm living I'm making choices and a lot of the stuff I might not be able to see with mm-hmm. my eyes because my eyes can only stare in front of me. Yeah. Right? A lot of the stuff I might not be able to... And just as you said about feeling, sometimes how I feel could be coming from a thought or it could be coming from something bigger. It's important for us to know how to manage and navigate our lives. Yeah. And so it makes a lot of sense. And actually, for me personally, even though throughout these podcasts, throughout these books, I always worked on my emotional bodies, my mental bodies, and my spiritual bodies, I never really... You know, I think the first time we spoke about my physical body was season seven mm. or season eight. And I actually have had a lot of problems with my physical body in terms of my perception of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, eating disorders and all the rest, right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually quite interesting because that was the one thing I had to have a real reckoning over when I started trying to live in this way that we discussed in these more recent seasons mm-hmm. was, but I don't trust my physical body. Mm. I'm so disassociated from it. Mm-hmm. I treat it like a vehicle that I resent Mm -hmm. and I spend most of my time trying to overcome it Mm. and push it and tweak it you know whether it was whether it was the eating disorders and all the rest or when I was younger trying to disassociate by getting stoned all the fucking time I did not want to be in my physical body Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is that it also meant that I had a really fucked up relationship to sex I had a fucked up relationship to relationships I had a fucked up to anything that involved anything other than my mental ingenuity Mm. because it was anything I was confident in right Mm. and having to come to that reckoning at some point and like look at myself in the mirror and be like at some point you need to be okay with what you see yeah and I don't know what that means and I don't know how and I don't know where I land Mm -hmm. you know and it's not about and as we've said and everything else it's not about accepting what you've got because that's just silver lining stuff and Mm -hmm. it's about you wanting the best for yourself right But it's also knowing that you can look, and I know this from the bottom of my heart, I have looked a million different ways in my life, yet I've always felt the same. So it has nothing to do with what you look like. No, it really doesn't. But our physical bodies are the last bodies that we deal with because they really are the final ways in which all of our issues manifest. Okay. Right? So what exists at a spiritual level, what exists at the mental body level, what exists at the emotional level will always manifest through the physical body, but Mm. it takes time. Okay. So sometimes we won't even know what our issues are until they pop up through our body. Or we spend so much time addressing everything because we're so attuned to our feelings, et cetera, that we just neglect our physical body. Okay. Either way, it really is just the afterthought. Okay. Yeah. And what about if you've dealt with the stuff on the emotional and mental, but the physical body hadn't received the memo? It does, though. Okay. It does. It's just sometimes slow because we might have wired in certain habits or behaviors that have, that require a bit of undoing. Okay. 
right? And that that's why sometimes it takes the longest. Okay. And it's also because our physical bodies are the densest of all of our bodies. Mm. They take the longest to experience the transformation. So while mm. maybe a year of our karmic undoing opens the floodgates, right, for our emotional or mental bodies to really line up and appreciate each other, the physical body is still probably like, you know, I still like drinking. Mm. I still have all my friends who enjoy drinking, right? Like culturally, societally, we still have set it up a certain way that it's I still like difficult. Drinking. Oh, no, I'm not criticizing the drinking. It was just an example. It was mm. more the like, th- that was more of an example of how do we wire in certain behaviors and why are they so difficult mm. sometimes to break out of? Sometimes mm. it's not just because it's individual. It's also social. Yeah. I mean, I love a good cocktail too. <laughs> don't worry, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's one okay. And what about drugs then? How does drugs fit into all of this then? Um, yeah, we're not going to be the podcast that says don't do drugs, but we also can't be the podcast that says, well, the more consciously you do drugs, the better off you are. Okay, <laughs> either because, and I guess we have to go on record now, which is they don't help you in terms of your evolution. The whole reason, I'm not going to say we're not going to go into the history of drugs, but the benefit and upside of drugs historically, I mean, and I'm talking also just about in ancient times, was they fixed the separation experience. Because when you were on drugs, you got to experience being the divine, right? It eliminated all the ways and constructs that we've developed that kept us in separation that the beauty of drugs has always been, I don't have separation. I'm yeah. free. It unlocks everything, right? Mm. So the goal is to be high all the time without the drugs. Exactly. Okay, go on. Yeah. But the flip side, because as we understand, you know, anything in separation has its good and bad, right? The polarity experience for all the benefits, there's also the negative experience. And not just with addiction, but just the amount of damage it does to the physical body because we abuse them and it becomes one of the many coping mechanisms that we develop, right? Food is a drug. Alcohol can be a drug. Like anything that we decide to hook into that then wields control and influence over us as opposed to our influencing it, then we fall prey to all the downsides. And then the upside, as we know, the more you do it anyway, the more tolerance you develop the less impact it has. And this is really going to be future generations of souls coming in. Drugs will hold less and less of an appeal because it does actually, especially when you're already in higher consciousness, it creates more of a separation experience. Why? Why does it create oneness in one kind and separation in the other? Because you're disassociating your physical body. Okay. Yeah. That in order to get that high or to get that oneness feeling, you're actually coming out of your physical body. And the point of being alive is to be in body. Okay. And to not be in separation. But sometimes it's really fun just to be a bit high and dancing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not here to rob anyone of their fun. Okay. And we're not here to, to, to remove any... Because of course any... one of the underpinnings of 5D is fun. It is fun. It is fun. And we're not here to kind of, you know, be the sober messengers at all. But... What's in, why this had to be its own episode is the fact that as 
people really emerge in their sort of spiritual practices or they want to try and dabble in new things, part of that is the microdosing. Part of that is this sort of experimental, you know, the toad poison, whatever, vapor, or ayahuasca, or whatever, DMT, or... And this is the part where we will stand by the fact that those actually do not help you. So a lot of people I know have done, let's say, ayahuasca and have come back with more information about their issues and their karma and what I would term their karma and what Mm -hmm. I would term, you know, things that they don't feel good enough. And they see it seems to bring them onto some kind of a path. So how does that work then? Is it because they're still in separation? So it's giving them oneness? I don't, I don't see what I'm saying. Like, Mm -hmm. is it, why do some people, why does ayahuasca microdosing and all that stuff work for some people and help them on their journey? Well, that's all short term, right? Again, it's all about unlocking, opening one's third eye and unlocking the certain blocks that people Mm. have and it opens them up. But from our perspective, and this is the like larger perspective, expanded guidance perspective, which is you just don't need it, which I would stand by as well. It doesn't, it does more harm than good because for a lot of people, it opens you to a level of consciousness that for most they're not ready for. That I can stand by. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I, I, I know stories of that 100%. Because yeah. if you're not ready to see the world the way it is, it, you will just implode. Yeah. And uh, you will effectively have to go to therapy because you saw too much too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And if you don't go to therapy, you can lose yourself forever. And forever. We have seen that. And yeah. you, not everyone can claw themselves back. Yeah. That. And it's really disheartening to see because it's not necessary. It doesn't help one's evolution, no matter what people think or how they're sold these processes. It's just, it's, it can be used as a shortcut and shortcuts never work. No, they don't. You can do it other ways in which it does not damage your bodies in the process. It's like doing the medication that's, you know, was discovered that had a positive side effect but then the other side effects that also come after end up kind of like canceling that out. It's pretty yeah. much what happens. Yeah. Because true spiritual growth and evolution doesn't require shortcuts. And actually, the sort of unfolding that comes with the rising consciousness is done at one's own pace. And, and it's in natural. A, and and we always natural. say it feels natural. Exactly. And it needs to feel natural. Because I guess if I was told three years ago, four years ago, what I know now, or if it was plopped into my brain, I think my brain would explode. Yeah. It just wouldn't be able to get it, my head around it. No. And I would ended up filtering it through the small stories that I was living in mm-hmm. and making it and twisting it into something it entirely wasn't. Right. The more you hurt your physical body, and again, this is from personal experience, the more when you try and bring it in harmony with the others, the harder it is. Yeah, it really is. Because then you cannot marry your reality with your consciousness. And yeah. the greater the dissonance that's created between your reality and your consciousness, the closer you are to madness. Yeah. And we forget that because we look at all these people on Instagram or over social media talking about their ayahuasca trips and, you know, how magical it is. And this is, we're still going to talk about fate and magic, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what this whole season is, but how magical these processes can be. If you do anything from a place of lack, it's not going to be useful for you, yeah, right? No. I mean, she... So if you're going to do any drug because you definitely need something, yeah. then 
whatever you need is still going to be there at the end of it regardless of what you get during the experience if you're coming to something anything from a place of lack yeah that gets mirrored back however if you're coming from i can't believe i'm the one saying this but if you're coming from something from like a neutral whatever space of this could just be a bit lol and i've got three hours to kill yeah. you know? in my case six because yeah. i'm small yeah yeah exactly <laughs> then that's an entirely different thing like yeah. oh i want to know how this experience is for me yeah but also checking in with yourself and i'll speak very honestly every time i check in with myself i'm like should i do ayahuasca do i want to do a dmt do i want to go there and i'm like well i could but I could just lie down and I could go to wherever the fuck I'm going to go anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know? So there might be certain things that I want to yeah. try because I'm curious, but they will be in very specific circumstances with very specific people for very specific reasons. Yeah. And I won't know what they are until they happen. And but, I trust the magic that if that is going to be the case, it would be the right time in the right way for me. Yeah. And, and if it's not, I won't do it. And what you said, which is really important, is when you're not coming from a place of lack, most people are taking these quote-unquote journeys because they are experiencing lack in some way. Yeah. And let's talk about microdosing for a minute. Now, there are people who swear by it. Again, we're not going to sit here and criticize and say it's good, it's Maybe bad. Maybe to them. I've got no idea. Yeah. We will say this from the spiritual guidance perspective, which is it's not helpful. The reality is that you're here to shift your physical reality. Having to ingest something in order to experience that shift does not actually create the true shift, right? Well, if if you're here to experience a change in physical reality, the physical reality has to change rather than just your mindset. Rather than just your perspective, which has been my issue with most of spirituality for a while. I mean, we talk about and shifting I talk, perspective. Yeah, and I talk, and but that's also where I get frustrated as well. Mm. It's like, okay, I've shifted my perspective. Why doesn't my life look any different? Yeah, mm. sure, it feels different, mm-hmm. but there's all these things I want to do, and I'm not doing them. Mm. So yeah. I guess, yeah, if I was, it's the same, like, all right, so yeah, you know, my wife's nagging doesn't irritate me as much because I'm a little bit high, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that my life looks better. It's just the things in it that I don't like are a little bit less annoying. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. But I describe that from a drug space and a non-drug space, to be honest. Yeah. You know, any shift in perspective, manufactured or not, we need more than that. We want more than that. Mm-hmm. I want my actual reality to be what I've dreamed of. Mm-hmm. I don't just want to be able to handle what comes my way with a better smile. Mm. It's bullshit. Whether you're ingesting something mm-hmm. or whether it's gratitude or whether it's just an inner peace that like, oh, life will unfold when it, whenever it's time or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. That's not actually why you started this. You started this not just to deal with your life better or bear your life better you started this to change your life. Mm-hmm. So if you're not actually allowing yourself to change your life or you haven't, which I guess hopefully will be what the rest of the season is about. If you're not actually changing your life and seeing those changes in your life, then you're not really too far from where you started. No. You're just literally calling it a different number. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, 3D, oh, 5D, but my life looks the same. Okay, it feels better. Yeah. But what is it actually... How can I actually make it yeah. look different? And just because you're taking something that makes it, as you said, more tolerable or feel better because you have warm fuzzies as you're going through it, or you see that everyone is one and therefore you're, like you said, you're less, less annoyed. That's not true transcendence. Well, it's also just, it's just not good enough. Well, for me personally, 
Yeah. And the thing is, is that even when I think about like all, you know, when you're like get high with your friends and it's really fun to feel so connected to everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But that's what you're looking for, connection. Mm -hmm. Like for everything, every drug that you do, it's, and you're coming from a place of lack, it is worth looking at what you're actually looking for. Most likely it'll be connection, freedom, you know, or joy. There might be a right time and a right place for us to do drugs. I'm never going to say, never say never. We're not that podcast. I'm no. not that person. No, It's likewise. literally you fucking do you, babe. It is not. You I know? couldn't, I couldn't with any good conscience actually say no. that to no. people. But I have to say, I agree. But I agree on every level and it's not just drugs. Mm-hmm. I think enough is enough. Yeah. Let's actually change the world we live in mm-hmm. so that we walk through a different door. So that we're having better experiences because those experiences are things we haven't had before Mm -hmm. not just we're doing the same things we've done again and again but this time bearing it differently because we're a bit high or a bit more spiritual or we've shifted our perspective enough Mm -hmm. it's just not good enough thank you for listening for more information articles and inspiration find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta and if you liked what you heard please subscribe and leave us a review 